0: It's the Bruins Benders podcast, and it's season three, episode 14. We were on a break with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink podcast network. Insidetherink.com is your one stop shop for all your NHL, ECHL news, insight, analysis, follow on X. And inside underscore the underscore rink, download the Inside the Rink app for extensive Bruins coverage. Watch it on YouTube, and if you are right now, thank you, and hit the subscribe button. Smil- Smitty, he's going to tell you how to sign up for ESPN+. Plus.
1: Sign up for ESPN+, Plus at insidetherink.com slash ESPN, and sign up today. Do it today. Crying out loud! Why not? I have ESPN Plus. I love all the college sports, UFC, and NHL hockey. So sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink dot com slash ESPN today, so you don't miss any of that NHL action.
0: Not at all. So happy New Year! Are you just as irritated with with people when they say Happy New Years? <laughs> yes. Happy New, Happy New Years! What it drives
1: me out of my mind.
0: Yeah. Happy New Years. Everybody. We should that
1: gather all these people here. together. Those people and the people that say uh, lose, but spell it L L O L O O S E. Loose, yeah. right? That is or, not or the same it, word, not at all, val- not even close.
0: Valentine's,
1: Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Yeah, let's <laughs> gather all these people together, and we'll and we'll put them on uh, Christmas Island somewhere in the middle yeah. of the ocean, and just wow. leave them all to congratulate each other and and say the wrong things to each other over and over again. Uh, in their own personal hell it may be called a speech impediment it
0: wow come no on. it isn't it's called oh, come on it's called cop. Oh. dumbness yeah it's <laughs> called just not knowing the word the proper <laughs> word because supposedly <laughs> it's wrong <laughs> that's that's right uh yeah so it's a uh, it's new year a brand new year and the bruins are back in the first place yeah, the Atlantic Division. After we took a quick hiatus, they went. They played all sorts of games. Started slowly, but after the first of the year, after that little break they had of four days, they got it going on. Yeah, a little Christmas break did them a lot of good. Yeah. A
1: little Christmas yeah. break, you know, does everybody a little get away from it, get away from the hockey, get away from all the the bad vibes. People are having some, you know, trouble, not great years, all those kind of things, and and just regroup. Relax, mm. regenerate, and uh, then they came out strong after the after the Christmas holiday.
0: After, the, after the, before it, as we go to the rapid review on twelve twenty two, they had their worst game of the year. Yeah, and that was at Winnipeg. It Five was to one loss. It was downright awful. It was that was that was <laughs> it was hard to watch. It really was. Yeah, it was. It was like they
1: couldn't do anything right. They just got dominated, outshot dramatically I mean it was just a a bad bad effort and they looked tired uh, and and ready for the break
0: (laughs) absolutely and then they the very next night at Minnesota lost three to two that was their fourth in a row uh, heading into the break and Minnesota again gets them a a team that they don't typically match they're not really matching up well with the Minnesota Wild. And they lose that one three to two and then they have the break. Yeah. So that was much needed. You know, Montgomery talked about it. Some of the players talked about it. They needed to reset. And they did. And a perfect opponent coming out of it, a team that they've dominated, other than one loss earlier this year, they've dominated them for the last couple, three years, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo, four to one win. Yeah, they they took it to them. Uh they uh, nice road
1: win uh against a team that they, you know, needed to needed to beat coming out of the break cuz like you said they've dominated them recently. 3 for 4 on the power play was a really nice sign too. Uh got things going that way and they, and they their defensive game kind of came back. The details defensively were much better than they were before the break.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then they come home Against the New Jersey Devils on 1230, a game that I attended, first one in six years for me at TD Garden. Uh, spent all of my life savings, uh, and we'll have to skip this year's mortgage. But hey, <laughs> hey, went to the game anyway. Uh, five to two win. And this was a two to nothing deficit early, and then a great four, uh, second period. Mm-hmm. They have four goals. They really find their game again. Uh, it was a good you know Saturday night crowd. The whole thing, uh, against a good Devils team and, and the Bruins get a nice, nice win, really, five to two. Yeah, they they seem to do pretty
1: well against the Devils even though I think the Devils' speed can really give them problems at times, but the Bruins somehow seem to kind of find a way to manage that and and usually uh come out on top in 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 the games against New Jersey even though uh Jack Hughes beat them in overtime earlier this year. They they seem to do pretty well uh against Jersey and and uh it was nice to see. I think Jersey's goaltending May be an Achilles' heel for them this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I had them winning the cup, I believe, in my early season predictions. Um, really thought highly of them, and I still do. But like you said, that the, the goaltending might be something. If they can't address it at the deadline, mm. it might be something that that uh, leads to their downfall. The very next night, speak of speaking of Achilles' heels, the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> or a team that has had the Bruins number, the only team in the league, really, uh, that has had the Bruins number. And on New Year's Eve, the Bruins go there in the second night of a back-to-back, play a physical nasty game, and win 5-3 to three in a game that I thought might bode well as far as this team being a little different, or at least recognizing that they have to be different this season.
1: I agree 100%. I think it was a physical nasty game. It was the second night of a back-to-back. It was an early start. It was a 5 o'clock start Mm. here on the East Coast. So a lot of things going against them in this game. And they somehow found the energy and the ability to to battle Detroit. They had a couple of uh, rough calls. Uh, all uh, they Detroit, I think, had six power plays. Boston only had two. Um, there was a controversial goal scored that allowed Detroit to tie it at two with uh, Michael Rasmussen in the crease there and, and waving his stick in front of uh, Swayman's face like Sean Avery and 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 then hits his glove and somehow because he was outside the crease, according to the NHL, that that's allowed. So you can just whack the goalie in the glove uh, outside the crease and, and that's perfectly fine. So right. I think Swayman just start cross-checking people in the back and, and giving them some, you know, cup checks, a little stick lift into the groin area. Uh, mm-hmm. If they're going to, if they're going to allow this stuff, then allow it. Mm-hmm. Let's just have yeah. everybody slash everybody. And it'll be a, a great big fun for the, for the yeah. entire family.
0: Well that game was it was two nothing Boston and I'm I'm at I'm second Margarita deep at Margarita's Sure. And I looked up and it's two two. It's New Year's Eve after all. Yeah. It's two to two all of a sudden. I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. And then uh, you know, they, they end up winning it. But I thought when they tied it at two, I'm like, here we go. Yep. Another loss to Detroit, another, you know, a second out of a back to back. They won't have the energy to do it, you know, the whole thing. And they really gutted it out. And like you said, I, you know, it was a good character win. It was a good, just a good sign that maybe the team uh, this team might be a little different when it comes to that whole pushback thing. Um, especially in a physical game. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, after the uh,
1: the adversity, they scored the next three. So they went, you know, right. Detroit ties at 2-2, two, two, and then Boston scores the next three, go up 5-2, yeah. and then Detroit gets one late because uh, they got like 4,000 power play. I mean, the officiating uh, of course, in that game yeah, I mean, was yeah.
0: horrendous. I, mean, I, I, just, I just don't understand the whole officiating across the board in every league yeah. seems to be just as bad as ever. And I don't know what the problem is. And I, and I, here's what I think might, the problem might be. I think review made the officiating 100% worse. I, I because, agree with you 100%. Yeah, because I think there's this fallback plan right. <laughs> with the review. And all of that, they've made the rules as such. That they put so much language in all these different types of rules that it it almost makes it more complicated. you know it's either you know they they've tried to take it away from the referees, and now I think there's just no I don't think there's a lot of accountability. I think they say, well, we'll go to the review and see what happens, but then they screw up the reviews too well, so I mean, they the, screw them up so that review in the Detroit game,
1: I don't care what it is i don't I don't care if it was the j f k assassination. that review took over five minutes, yeah, five minutes so. I mean, it, that should never happen on a review, no matter what it is.
0: Whatever happened to the if it's not if, of the inconclusive thing? Like it yeah. seems to be that that's not a thing anymore. No, like it, it. We're looking to the, to to circumcise the mosquito on there and and try to get a definitive answer. What happens to it's inconclusive? So literally, it should be a minute. You can tell if it's inconclusive within a minute. Like it's just they damn, let's just move on. they literally should have a
1: thing on the on the video. Thing that the referees are watching on the iPad or whatever it is they're using to watch the thing. It counts down from a minute or a minute thirty, and when you mm-hmm. hit that thing, the thing turns off. You got to make a fucking yeah, decision.
0: Right, it's off. Yeah, it's, it's off. there. You go. Right,
1: do it's it. Like the porn Done. In, Let's, in, go. In, Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you throw the yeah. fifty cents in. Yeah, put a couple quarters in, and right. then when the time runs out, it runs Wait. out. If when you're not, gone, <laughs> Yeah, you're like, hey, if you're it's not it's to, over. if you're not to completion, that's your own fault. <laughs> right. At right. that point,
0: put more quarters in. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly what it should be. I mean, enough. Uh, okay, January 2nd at uh, Columbus. A 4-1 win. Columbus is depleted. Not very good anyway. No. Depleted as hell uh, against a team that you should beat, and they did. Uh, Four-game win streak now coming out of the Christmas break and feeling pretty good heading into the game against Pittsburgh at home. Yeah. Uh,
1: like I said, a nice win against a team you should beat, and and they extend the uh, the – the win streak and, you know, they're playing good defense here. You know, they give up, yeah. you know, one, two and and one against, you know, their last three opponents or whatever uh, well, four uh, three against Detroit, but um, mm. one late. So um, but playing better defense and that's really the details and, and what you want to see and uh, getting some secondary scoring for some other guys that you wouldn't expect.
0: Sure. Um, All right. So, seven chirps sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops are brewing and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. You can use the code SPORTS for 10% off your order at at lopsbrewing.com. Also, follow them at Lops Brewing on social media for new beers and events. I also have that Bar Down New England IPA. That's absolutely delicious. And chirp number one. Speak of the devil, you spoke of the defense, and Mason Lowry has been a factor in his second stint looks a lot better. Could he stay? Should he stay the rest of the year? I think so. I mean, if his, if his mouth is all right, he
1: took a puck uh, to the mouth in the, in the game in Columbus. And I think he lost
0: maybe all of his teeth uh, and all of his blood too. He lost one, like glaring one. I saw a picture of him. He lost like the big front one. See ya. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he
1: was, he was like just gauze and blood uh, by the, by the end of that one. So um, I, he, they, I think they didn't say he was at practice today. He might've been, in the dentist chair all day today uh, or Mm -hmm. they gave him a little time off or whatever. But uh, Mm -hmm. I think he should stay the rest of the year. He's, he's chipping in offensively. He looks uh, more sure of himself, more confident in the things that he's doing back there. He's not making the same kind of terrible turnovers uh, that he was making in his first stint. His, He's positionally, I think, a lot better than he was the first time around. He's on the right side of the puck more than he was uh, the first time around. So uh, a lot of improvement. And, and if that's the case, I think he should be here. Uh, we've, we've said it all along that he really needs to kind of learn trial by fire at the NHL level. There's, there's, uh, it's just better for his development, I think, if he's learning at this level rather than the AHL level.
0: Yeah, Uh and he wasn't there today. It was a noon practice. Uh I think he did have some dental work done. It was Grizzly McAvoy, Lindholm Carlo, and Watherspoon in Shattenkirk. And uh Watherspoon's been a nice little pleasant surprise for them. I mean he's he's actually and you mentioned it on, on X uh in a in a tweet or whatever they call those mm-hmm. things now. But Watherspoon has been a good steady player for them and added a little bit of bite too, and yeah, um, you know, he's been, he's been pretty good. A good little filling guy. I think he has been, I think he's
1: been really good. And I think he gives you everything that Derek for gives you with better skating. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned, sk- I mentioned the offensively and, and someone was like, Oh, you could have stopped with the skating part. And it's yeah. true. Cause he's not exactly, you know, Kale McCarr out there. <laughs> no. Uh, but, but he is a better skating version of Derek for And if he can give you all the other things, you know, the physicality, the shot blocking, um, you know, with the better skating, I think that just adds to your decor. So if he's going to be like the seventh, eighth guy, uh,
0: that's you know that puts the Bruins in a pretty good position. Well, if someone becomes expendable. I mean, yeah. Let's, I mean, look: if Lori can do it, if Wotherspoon can hang in, if Mitchell can give you something for in a in an emergency, like, and then you got four board and Grizzly. You got too many guys, like so. Especially on the left side. Yeah. So what what are you doing there? Like you got to, if you're going to, you got to move someone and some of those guys are up at the end of the year, if not most of them yeah. other than low rise. So you got to do something there and, and to hang on to all those guys. I don't know if that's absolutely necessary, especially if you could add a piece or do something, you know, add a pick or something. Yeah, uh, I mean, to me, uh, to me, it's
1: Forbort and Grizzlick are the guys that you look to deal because, you know, right. Wotherspoon, you're right. not going to get anything from him anyways, and he's more of a depth guy. But then you have Lowry and Lindholm. Are you going to mm-hmm. be your mainstays on the left side? So then it comes mm-hmm. down to Forbort and Gryzlik, and I think both of those mm-hmm. guys, you know, potentially could have a little bit of value, whether it's a pick or, you know, Adding them in with, with another piece or another pick to get something. Maybe you need, you know, some secondary scoring help, or you, you know, you lose use one of those guys in a bigger package to, you know, maybe land something a little bit bigger. But uh, yeah, there is some, there is some thing. I wouldn't mind seeing them get a right shot D for a little bit right. of depth because they do seem a little thin there after McAvoy and Kylo. It's like Shattenkirk's been. Been really good, especially lately. But beh- behind that, if if somebody gets hurt, you're talking about a guy maybe playing his offside or it's Mitchell. I'm not right. particularly sold on him, so uh, right. I wouldn't mind seeing them grab a piece for the right side. Um, but you know, there's some some options there now with with some of these guys playing playing well. You know, at at the time,
0: Wait, maybe you could get Radko Gudis. Maybe know, maybe you could get Gudis. I wouldn't mind his,
1: I wouldn't mind his snarl come playoff time. I'll tell you as much as I, as much as I can't stand the guy. And I think he's awful. uh, You know, they could use his physicality for sure.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right, Chirp 2 is Trent Frederick with 10 goals now, fourth on the team in goals. This is what you call the Bruins-Benders reverse curse. <laughs> we were wrong about this fella. He's having a great year. He's yes. become a better skater. He is playing 13 and change per game now, by uh, two two minutes more than typical in his average ice time. Um you know, he's been a, a real factor. And how about a couple of snipes in the last couple of games Ooh. there? The backhand snipe short side where yeah. he ran over Alex Lyon. Yeah. And then the the, the pass from J V R where he sniped it on the on the on the, yeah, across the back across there. the grain, yeah. Jesus. I mean, Freddie, right? Like he was my whipping boy. I yeah. thought he wasn't good enough to be in the league. Right. In the league. Yeah. So is what I know. He yeah, I mean I mean
1: like he was drafted to be. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well yeah, I mean, that draft sucked. If you look back at that draft, yeah. that, that, there was really not a lot of other – there were a couple, like Debrinket, I think was one of them. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, maybe another one or two. There were a few guys after really him, but not, not many.
1: I mean, there <laughs> were a bunch of guys before many. him, but not many after him. Not so many. you yeah, know, no can't man. blame the Bruins for, for the guys that were picked him before Frederick. But, right. Um, right. yeah, there, there wasn't much there. And, and I tell you, he's worked on his game. I mean, his skating has gotten better every year. That was our main concern was yeah. that he wasn't going to be able to keep up with the NHL pace, and he has. And he's gotten much better at protecting the puck. He's using his frame. He's hitting more now. He's mm-hmm. picking his spots as far as fighting goes. After he mm-hmm. scored the goal that, that Patrick Kane, short side, top shelf, backhand yeah. snipe, Holy he challenged a, he challenged Alex Chase to a fight <laughs> immediately after he scored. because <laughs> like, you want to go? Yeah, he's like, you want to go? Because I think Jason yeah. was, you know, mad that he ran over Lion even though Lion kind of slid out of the net into his path. Oh my god, he did. Um, yeah, way
0: out. it was so, Ben Cherrot
1: that he challenged. Oh, Ben Cherrot. Oh, Chirot. sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh so it, it just it, it, he he's he's got kind of the confidence now right. and and things are going his way and and uh it's it's really good to see that he's kind of um, you know, blossomed into uh into what he's been and and you know as as much as we say coyle's the perfect third line guy for this team, that might be Frederick now, because Coyle's kinda elevated yeah. his game too. Sure. Uh so maybe Coyle's your two, you know, your two C and and Freddie, you know, is your third C, even though he's played, you know, maybe a little more wing uh up until recently. But you know, coming into his own here uh and and they could certainly use the secondary scoring help.
0: You know, Freddie is uh, a, a now a, a friggin' steal at one one point eight, yeah. whatever He is or one point. I don't know what two point eight or whatever it is for the two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a. It's a steal now. I mean, it makes less than two million a year. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's. Uh, and he's been. He's been good. And and I was. And I was wrong. I thought he was headed for just being out of the league because I, I just didn't think he was good enough at all to play and um and he wasn't doing also he wasn't doing what he needed to do like he wasn't being the pugilistic right you know tough guy he was picking the wrong times to do it mm-hmm. he was just caught in between what type of player i think he thought he should be and um and now i think he's found the groove and that's great uh, all right chirp three yay or nay time okay yay or nay on tyler johnson I'm going to say nay, even though I really liked his
1: game a few years ago. I think he's, um, you know, kind of cashed. He's a smallish guy. So um, I'm going to say nay, even though I still think he's got some ability. I'm just not sure exactly where he would fit on this team currently. I think you have guys, um, you know, Merkulov, Lysel that you could give a chance to that maybe have a similar skill set, not with his pedigree, obviously, and yeah. and Stanley Cup experience. But, um, you know, I don't know if I would be going out of my way to, to make a deal like that, unless it's something relatively cheap. You know, if you're saying fifth round
0: pick, yeah, sure, I'm in. But I think, I you think know, you probably can get him for something like that. He has nine goals. He has okay. uh, three in his last five games. He's 5'8", 185. He's 33. Like you said, he was a real factor at Tampa Bay. Like mm-hmm. He was a good player for them. Very good like player. A legitimately good player. Yeah. Uh, he had 29 goals in 18-19. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a good goal-scoring winger. Um, he had 12 goals last season for the Blackhawks. He has nine goals and four assists uh, in 35 games right now for Chicago. Been hot lately um i'm kind of with you like i think i think it would be he could be a good low cost low risk high reward guy if you really were in a bind you couldn't make a deal mm-hmm. for like another scoring ish type of winger right and you wanted to put him in there behind pasternak like on the second line move to Bruss to his natural wing mm-hmm. you know maybe something like that um then maybe, you know, that that could with coil and like maybe Coyle, DeBrusque and Johnson mm-hmm. kind of thing or something that, you know, that might work, but I'd like to get him, obviously like to get something better, especially for, not only for now, but maybe something with term too, like you could move on with too, uh, for, for offensive, uh, capability. I think that's, but, I think that's
1: Sweeney's MO usually when it comes right. to trying to make a trade for somebody, uh, is to try to get somebody with term that they can control rather than getting a rental right. that you just lose. I mean, last year they did the rental route and and went for it and it didn't turn out so hot. Right. So um, usually he likes to get guys with term left so that he can, mm. um, you know, the, win the trade, I suppose. Right,
0: or knows he can extend like Zaka, right. or Hall or yeah, know, those coil, types. yeah. Um, all right, chirp four, Jake DeBrusque. Curse is broken. Out of the Christmas break, six points in four games. I'll tell you what. I said I tried to break the voodoo. Yeah. And and I used it. But what I had to do was take drastic measures and get to the game. You did. So that he could score. Yeah. And, and finally bust that thing open. Yeah. And uh, he has six points in four games. Prior to that, six points in 21 games. Yeah. I'm just doing God's work. You, you really are. Yeah. You, you really are. I mean, if it
1: wasn't for you, Jake DeBrusque would still right. be uh, in a tailspin yeah. right now. So, right. yes, uh, you and you alone are the only one to thank. Uh, yep. And and all all gifts, cards, uh, mm-hmm. monies mm-hmm. should be sent uh, in care of the Bruins Benders because I want a piece because uh, right. I right. I got on you about. Uh, doing that. You did. You so, did. Yeah. uh, yeah, I want a piece of that. So all monies and, uh, thank yous and cards and gifts. Um, we can, we can do some kind of a registry if you guys want, mm-hmm. like the only fans right. people, you can send mm-hmm. us all kinds of things, maybe pay Matt back for his ticket to the game, yeah. uh, and the $48 beers he had at, at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Raptors. Rafters. So uh yeah, if you can if you wanna you wanna help us out uh for some of our that expenses, rough. that's yeah. certainly welcome. But uh yeah, you should be
0: um you know you'll go to heaven for that one for sure. Eulogized. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh Cindy DeBrusque knows because she's been she's been liking our tweets. She has, and and mom mom is uh, mom knows what I've done, mm-hmm. and I and I you know I appreciate that she uh, has you know passively reached out, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and <laughs> given us a sign. Yeah, she's given Cindy's us a listening. sign that she's
1: listening yeah. and and she yeah. likes she likes what we're doing. Yeah. She likes what we're doing for Jake and for mm-hmm. the
0: team, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of family members of we do Bruins players, yeah, who who follow our stuff and and tweet and like our stuff and stuff, yeah. and, and it's nice. It's it really is. cool, actually. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, chirp number five. James Van Riemsdyk, sneaky, underrated signing. Twenty five points in his first thirty four games with Boston. Seven eighteen for twenty five as a Bruin, fastest to do it. Since Mark Savar did it in in 19 games in the 06 07 season, so JVR, actually, I saw a stat where he is second among uh, best bang for the buck in the league uh, with like 40,000. You know, it's the $40,000 per point or 400 I don't know. It's some astronomical. Yeah, he's currently of offering the second
1: best value in the league in terms of cost per point at 40000 per point. Uh, yeah. And that's all NHL contracts, st- standard NHL contracts, uh, with, which do not include entry level deals. So, like the Conor Bredard okay. contract right. and stuff yeah. like that. So, it'd be standard contracts. Standard right. contracts. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, he's been unbelievable. I mean, you, yeah. you couldn't really ask for anything more. He's given you exactly what you have hoped uh, as far as net front presence goes. But then, you know, 18 assists. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Somebody, yeah. somebody tweeted to us that he's on pace for more than 50 points, and it would be the first time in more than six years that he's had 50 points in a season. So right. uh, he seems kind yeah. of rejuvenated here playing for a, a bronze team that's a contender. And uh, you know he's he's really been a a a great addition to the team.
0: Well, he's always been a Bruin type of player. Sure, like you could see a fit with him. Yeah, you know all those years. I mean, went to UNH. He's a he's a it's kind of a bigger scoring forward type grinder type in the front of the net, greasy goal type guy. Like you knew that he would be a good Bruin. I just didn't think it would be at this point in his career. Like I thought he'd score a few power play goals. Probably he'd be in and out of the lineup. You know, who knows if he would have any longevity for this season. It's a one year deal who, you know, I, I didn't expect anything. I thought he might score Ten to a dozen goals, maybe most mm-hmm. on the power play. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Of thing. But now, Jesus, I mean, he's been he's been really, really good. We're we'll, we're just hopeful that he can maintain the enough gas throughout the season and into the playoffs to continue on. Um, and I, you know, he had a load management kind of night the other night. Sure, and I'd I'd look to keep doing that with him. Yeah, you know, just absolutely manage his time you know as he's getting older and up in his career there but JBR's been really really good and i've always i've always liked the guy like i've always liked the player like he's always been kind of a thorn in the bruins side yeah you know he's always been a guy who's on the score sheet kind of guy like so i've i've always kind of liked him and i and i kind of liked the signing at the time i just didn't have a ton of high expectation i just thought right. it was a nice low risk low reward you know type of thing yeah and I, and I think the uh
1: the his passing is really underrated like you, we he mentioned earlier yeah, to uh,
0: yeah, Frederick to was Frederick dynamite. was
1: it was yeah. unbelievable yeah. like he he yeah. has really good vision and 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 can really pass the puck which I I yeah. didn't realize from not watching him all the time but he's he's a much better passer than I than I realized. Yeah. yeah. So let me put you on the spot real quick before you move on cuz I want to hear your guys' opinion on this. With his contract being so good in the production he's putting up, if the Bruins were offered a first-round pick, should they move on him for that first-round pick?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would. (laughs) For a first-round pick, absolutely. I I would. I mean, it's still a one-year deal. You probably... Assuming you have to maybe even retain on the, the small contract. I mean, I guess you might sign him next year at another... Low cost thing, but you don't have to. So right. I would take the first round pick uh, if it was offered to me, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I mean he won't. They won't. Yeah. You know, he won't. He won't. No, won't. I mean he the Bruins. Guy the,
1: the roster. No, the yeah. Bruins have the the best record in the NHL right now. That they're, they're trying to make a cup run. They want the playoff dates. They're not. They're not going to do anything to jeopardize that, even if it means you know, losing out on a first round pick on a guy that's, you know, basically a rental. They won't do it. Yeah. He won't do it.
0: I would, I would hundred percent do it. I would it too. Would be risky, but I would hunt for, because of the situation they're in without a first round pick for the next couple of years or whatever it is. I mean, they don't have a first, second or third round pick in 25. I think it is. Yeah. So the, you know, they, they're really struggling with the high picks coming up here. And I, I would do it for that. Um, I would, and then I would, yeah, you know, I would try to like hell to replace it, which you can't be that hard to replace. I mean, let's not act like he's, you know, Luke Robitaille, right? Let's he's, you know, he's, you know, he, he's had a nice year for them, but for a first round pick with the, with the problems that they have with, with high draft picks right now and the lack of, I would, I would. Yeah. First round, like the second, third, no. First round? Yes. That would do it. So there it is. Turn there you number go. Number six. Charlie McAvoy seems to have calmed down his crazy all-out attack <laughs> and is playing more within himself. And his defensive game has returned. And lo and behold, the Bruins have been a better defensive team.
1: Yeah. Uh, shocking, how right? works? Yeah. He's, he's not um, up the ice all the time. You know, elbowing um, guys in the head. Uh, now he's playing a little bit more sound defensively. He's not jumping up as much as he was, uh, which doesn't le- isn't leading to as many odd man rushes against. Uh, and and surprise, like you said, the Bruins are, are are being better defensively. And he can still pick his spots. Like he still needs to do that. But I think his his bread and butter, you know, is defense. You know, as much as everybody says, you know, he's a Norris guy and and he can, you know, be in that conversation. He's not Kale McCarr. He's not Adam Fox. No. He no. is a defensive guy first who can put up some good offensive numbers and has, you know, good skating ability and really good vision and and can really shoot the puck when he decides he wants to. Um, but he needs to get back to being the shutdown defensive guy that's hard to play against and then mm-hmm. pick his spots offensively. Uh, and if he doesn't win a Norris, he doesn't win a Norris, but you know, okay. he needs to be that shutdown defensive guy uh, in order for the Bruins to be uh, the team that they want to be and defensively, you know, where they need to be.
0: Well, no question. I think that the emergence of Brandon Carlo has really helped sure. McAvoy. I mean, you could play Carlo 22, 23, yeah. 24 minutes on any given night. Mm-hmm. You can. <clears throat> so that helps McAvoy a ton. It really does. Uh, and then, Sheriff number seven, Bruins, much needed reset during the Christmas break. Seems to have worked 4 and 0 out of the break. And they've seemed to found their game more. And now, with this stretch coming up here, they're in first in the Atlantic it looked like they were starting to slip a bit you were like oh boy here mm-hmm. here we go but now past the first of the year mark i mean they're they're definitely headed for a really you know high seed and a good spot in the playoff race here yeah i think so and and i think maybe it was all they needed they did
1: real seem like really tired and kind of emotionally drained there the last couple of games before the christmas break and and you hadn't really seen that adversity uh, this team faced that type of adversity in the last couple of years. I mean, last year they just fucking blitzed through everyone, and and didn't really have any kind of adversity all season long until it got to the playoffs, and then they didn't really know how to handle it. So right. it might be uh, in the long run not a bad thing that they faced a little bit of a adversity. You know, the first long losing streak in a few years and had to battle through some stuff and kind of come out on the other end and kind of find themselves and find their game. And, and they turned it around, which is,
0: you know, a good thing to see. Yeah, for sure. And now with Matt Patra coming back, he'll be, he was back in Boston now and he won't be there for the first game back, but uh, they'll reevaluate it, I guess. And they can slide him in and out here and there again. And we'll see what happens with Patra as the year goes on. It's going to be an interesting development. Um, you know, he had an okay junior and he seemed to be running out of a little bit of gas here. I don't know if this will revitalize him. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's going to add to his, to his fatigue. Yeah. With travel and, and all that thing and emotion and everything that goes into that, you know, maybe they give him a week off or two, who knows, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Parcher responds. Okay. New year's resolutions for the Bruins. Um, I'm going to say staying out of the box. Bro. Oh, you stole mine. That
1: was mine too. Yeah. Stay out of the goddamn penalty. I mean, the, yeah. I know the, look at, I know the officiating is terrible. Okay. I know right. it. And a lot of them are bullshit. Ticky tack calls, but they, they have to lead the league in like hooks and holds oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. trips, yeah. all kinds hooks of like, like they, t- like the, like their stick yeah. fouls are terrible. Yeah. So just cut that shit out. I mean, yeah. I know their penalty kill is, is great, but it slipped a little bit because they're taking so many damn penalties. Yeah, like they you, are. Can't, they are. you can't be the best penalty killing team in the league if you're just on the PK all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't, right. <clears throat> it, eventually it's going to wear those guys out. The guys that penalty, like not everyone penalty kills. So the guys that have to kill penalties all night long are going to mm-hmm. get worn down and you, you don't want that. You know, those are hard minutes. You know, you could be yeah. stuck in your own zone for a minute and a half or two minutes. Yeah. Uh, right. So, you know, you need to be able to to kind of give those guys a little bit of a breather and stay out of the box some nights and, and you know, let the power play
0: and some other guys, you know, go to work. Yeah, and then the guy like Pasternak doesn't play. Right. For- six eight ten minutes depending on how many penalties you have like it's yeah and i think a lot of the stick infractions are because their their sticks are very active i was watching you know just watching the game live is different because you tend to focus in on Mm -hmm. a lot more things yeah i'm i focused in on like they get their sticks on every fucking like their bruins get their sticks on everything like they deflect everything they they poke check they get the stick on the puck all the time sticks in the right position. They deflect pucks into the crowd. Like they do it as well as anyone in the league. Like their they stick, do their sticks are so active and they're so they just get, they connect with the puck like constantly, like it's unbelievable what they do with their sticks, particularly the defensemen like Carlo gets a stick on every goddamn thing. Like mm-hmm. everything near him, he gets a stick on it and, um, And they do it quite as well as anyone. And I think with the active sticks, you get a lot of, you know, you get a lot of hooks and trips and, you know, that type of thing too. And um, I'd like to see them be more disciplined. And they were against Detroit. Uh, I'm sorry, it was uh, Columbus, rather, the last game. They were more physical against Detroit and Columbus. And and against Columbus, there was less penalties. It was less in the box. It was Mm -hmm. more... Legal, legal, uh, legal physicality. Well, Well, then it's also like the ticky tackness. Like
1: you got to wonder, like what the what the referees are going to call. Because brick during one of the telecasts is like the first penalty of the game should set a threshold, and and the first penalty of the game should not be, you know, a little chop on the stick that the guy, you know, whatever. I mean, if it's a blatant scoring chance, sure. But like, right. Some of these calls that people are making are like in the neutral zone or don't have any effect on the play. And that's what you're going to call for the first penalty of the game or whatever. Like Lindholm was tripped by a skate in the, in the Detroit game, I believe. Uh, and the puck hit the boards. He gets tripped. It bounces right back on the slot. He could have made a play on that puck, but couldn't because he was tripped, comes right. right to the guy, and the guy scores. Right. Uh, that's the type of play that maybe you do want to call a penalty on, but they didn't. Right. Uh, so it, the, the officiating really plays a role in that too. Um, but I will say my New Year's resolution is going to be for the Bruins to get out of the first round of the playoffs.
0: Hey, that's a great one. Let's go. One. Hey, let's <laughs> let's try it. Let's let's do it. <laughs> let's get out of. The, let's not play Detroit. Yeah, and let's get out of the first. Let's round. Let's get out of the first I, round. Detroit scares the shit out of me. Yeah, um, I I don't know who they're gonna play, but uh, yes, let's get out of the first round this time. For, for the Boston Bruins. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook is Boston's hometown sportsbook, and it's live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings to celebrate all new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money spreads, Moneyline spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with the code ITR, and get up to $200 in bonus bets to use. Now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts, so that's code ITR only at
1: DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800 327 5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24 7, 21 plus, physically present, mass, eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply, opt in required, bonus issued are free bets. Terms at
0: draftkingscom ma. All right, it is time for He's a Beauty, and it's James Van Riemsdyk. we got to get the tubes on here. Yeah, we do. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk is be so our uh, beauty. Master, who's lovable. <laughs> yeah, he's lovable as all hell right now. Sure he I mean, is. People are just eating him up alive. Seven goals, 18 assists in 34 games plays, a plus five, and JBR has been a great under the radar could be, there was talk all over X uh, this last couple of days. Is he the top signing uh, in Ooh. the off season?
1: Yeah, it could be. I mean, price I mean, per point says, says yes, yeah. probably. Uh, and he's also, I think, a very worthy candidate for the seventh player award. It's got to be oh, in for.
0: Oh, yes, sir. Got to be in on that son of a bitch too, yeah. right? Yeah. Who, who, who do you think? I think Freddie might get it just because yeah. he has such this, this cult following Sure, and he's the type of player he is. Yeah. Like everybody loves Freddie. They do kind of thing. So he, he probably will, but JVR should, should.
1: JVR. Really uh, yeah. 100% is in the conversation. You know, if Freddie goes off and has like 25 goals or some shit, he should win it. Right. Uh, right. Sure. And, and he oh, may, right. who knows? Right. I hope he does. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean him, Freddie, JVR, Shattenkirk, I think even you could throw into the mix. He's got, you know, three goals in his last four games or something like that or or something like that. So, uh, you know, he has got five goals, I think on the season. So he's, he's he's uh, been
0: really good. Shattenkirk's been really good. He's
1: been, he has been, and he has a poise back there, uh, that comes with his experience that I think they need. You know, sometimes things get a little out of hand and, and they're kind of scrambling and running around. And he seems uh-huh. to have a pretty good poise where he just, you know, he'll flip sure. it out or, you know, off the yeah. glass or hold it an extra second to make a play uh-huh. to get it out of the zone. So he's just uh, been a real calm, steadying kind of presence back there. And, and uh, he's he's been really good for them.
0: Yeah, Shankirk was, uh, you know, he was a really good player at his peak. Sure. So he was a really good defenseman mm-hmm. in the league. He was he was you know legit mm-hmm. a legit defenseman and another guy, both of those guys at the at the ages they are in their mid thirties like on one year deals were just really good savvy moves by by Sweeney and uh, you know Shattenkirk's played nine hundred twenty one games in his career you know he's been he was a you know he was a top twenty defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while in the league. I mean, he was in Norris, Norris voting. He, he was top 20, five different times. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's legit.
1: Yeah. So so.
0: it, it, it it was
1: a nice, it was a nice signing. I I liked it at the time. And, uh, you know, he, he seems to have been, you know, kind of coming into his own here, uh, in the last few Mm -hmm. weeks. Yeah. Uh, So our, uh, our benders, plural, uh, this week are the Detroit Red Wings. have a bender. Um, I don't know if I've seen a cast of flopping phonies more than uh, this Red Wings team more than the the like the late '90s, early 2000s Canadians teams. These guys yeah. dive all over the ice like yeah. they were killed. Like they just yeah. flop
0: everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Dylan Larkin. This is like the. What is this, the the Ribeiro, Kostitsyn, yes kind of, like kind of Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, and uh,
1: oh, Le, Le Perrier. Le Perrier. Well, Le
0: Perrier, Ian Le Perrier. Yeah. Thomas Pl- uh, Placanich.
1: Placanich, like just
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Subban, just like
1: diving yeah, right, all right, right, I mean, dive. just, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've i never seen, like any time one, one of them gets hit, like they fall down. Like Michael Rasmussen is like, what, six. Six, 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 seven, six, seven. six, six, five. Yeah, he's six five. He's yeah. huge. Yeah. And yeah. he just, he'll go down as easy as anyone if he, if yeah. he feels a little contact. And, yeah. and it did, Dylan Larkin did it the other day, got a penalty. Mac, they called McAvoy. McAvoy's is given the, jump given the, legs? yeah, he was, yeah. he jumped over his leg to avoid getting yeah. hit. Right. You know, right. that's not a trip. If a guy I is jumping it. out of the way to avoid getting hit and, you know, and they get the calls. They got and yeah. the, against the Bruins in that game. So, yeah. uh, but I, I mean, I just I hate the way they play. I really do. Yeah, I hate the way yeah. they play.
0: Oh, well, how uh, about how about them And I love the McAvoy elementary school teacher scolding. Like he's he's over at Larkin, and he's like, you know, you were, you, know, you were, you were diving over. You do, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He do. He just. Freaking catapulted right over the two legs. Yeah, it wasn't a trip at all. No, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean the Red Wings. That's why I say like, I think it'd be a great series. Like, yeah, I kind of want the series, but I don't because I don't want to lose to that Detroit Red. Wings no, I don't want to lose to that team. and it's- I just don't like. But it would be quite a series. Like those teams, those two teams already don't like each other. Yeah, and it would be like the old Montreal series. I think it would be a really good. Yeah. I mean, series. they, they have some villains on that
1: team. This guy's on that team yeah. that I can't stand just from right. being around the league. like David Perron. Yeah. I hate, oh, I, 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 he yeah, is. He's, so i I've, I've never liked the guy, uh, you know, so they have guys on that team that I just can't stand already. Right. Uh, and right. then playing them in a full series and having to deal with it and watching them yeah. celebrate or, you know, doing dinkish crap and, and having mm-hmm. to deal with it and not, you know, yeah. blowing a blood vessel in my head, um, I know it. you know, I hear you. so it, it, it man, would be a good man, series and they, yeah. but they definitely have some villains on that they team do. already. They do.
0: All right. Uh, Centennial season spotlight. Hey, how about Terry O'Reilly? Taz. Terry O'Reilly is one of, those guys, <laughs> one of those guys that, you know, yeah, puts up a bunch of points and, and fought a lot and so forth, but, I, I don't know if there's a more overrated Bruin in the world than Terrence O'Reilly. Well, yeah, I mean, he has, I, doesn't he have like really, three, doesn't he have like, like 300 and something goals? Guy. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did, I mean, he did, but he, and he fought, you remember Chris Nyland was on with us, he yeah. almost killed Chris Nyland at yeah, because did. he didn't know he was left-handed. Yeah. so that, that, yeah, I mean, he could fight and he was tough and he was a big, bad Bruin kind of player and all that stuff. But, you know, just kind of a plugger player, like, yeah, I mean, I know he had stats that are probably better than anybody thinks. I mean, I, I, I I agree with
1: you to a certain degree. Like he's beloved obviously here because of the fighting and the, and the going into the stands and, and you know that yeah. whole thing—the yeah. penalty minutes and all the toughness and all that—and you know, deservedly so. I mean, yeah, it takes sure. a special guy to spend that much time in the league and and spend <laughs> your time
0: <laughs> to beat a guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. To, to just be a fighter in the NHL takes a. I mean, you got to give those whether you like the guy or not, you got to give him respect. That's how you earn your living every day is having to go up against some of the toughest guys in the league and, and fight them bare knuckled. I mean, I just, yeah, I know it. It's, it's amazing toughness and you know, it's, it's you know, only, only in hockey can, can that be, um, you know what it is, but uh, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. Maybe not to your, (laughs) to your degree, but right. um, he was never one of my favorite guys on the team. He, no, he, he wasn't. He, he that's, wasn't. That's
0: probably it, what it is. Like, that's yeah. probably what it is. Like, he was a nothing guy for me. Like, yeah. I
1: didn't really have any type of feeling for Like, him, to me, it insane. was like, it was Bork or Middleton or, right. you know, I like Park and, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, who Barry Richardson. Peterson was a, yeah. 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 So, like, I had other guys on the team that I cared more about than O'Reilly. Right. So, I liked O'Reilly, but he wasn't to me, he wasn't one of the guys that I like, you know, tuned in to watch or anything.
0: No, no. And I didn't either. And that's kind of, I guess that's kind of where I am with it. I just, you know um, but Hey, he did put up a lot of points and a lot of fights and, and, and I remember when asking Chris Nyland about like, what does it feel like when you know you're going to go into a game game and you're going to fight someone, (laughs) Like yeah. You're going to, you're going to like, what is it? Do you get like nervous Christmas belly when you're going to yeah. go fight someone? Like you're going to fight if bare knuckle fight a guy, Yeah. street fight a guy at center ice. Like, is that like when you get in a line brawl, is it like weird? Everybody's fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody is bare knuckle fighting. Yeah. It's like slap shot. Like it's what the hell? Like, it's just crazy to me. It's, it's almost barbaric. Yeah. But, well, hey. uh, <laughs> but we love so anyway. it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Providence Bruins Beauty of the Week. Georgie Merkulov got the call up. He's the AHL Player of the Month for December with eight goals, 10 assists for 18 points in 12 games. Nobody harder in the Bruins organization than Georgie. And he earns the call up to the Bruins, made his debut on 12 (laughs) 30 against the Devils. And what do they do in true Bruins fashion? They put him on the (laughs) floor. (laughs) <laughs> put him on the fourth
1: line <laughs> and sit him for for a, a large sections of the third period. Right, sure. Um even yeah. though they they complimented his 200 foot game, yeah, 200 right. foot game, Georgie is not enough, not good enough to play in the third period. I they, they did put him back bad. out there when when they got the three goal lead. Uh three but lead, yeah. yeah, but uh yeah, I I mean he it, 12, 18 points in 12 games is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, yeah, I don't care right. what league you're, you're in. I don't yeah. care if you're playing in the street hockey league down in Hingham. 18 points right. in 12 right. games is good. Yeah, so, that's good. so yeah. um, you know, it, good for him that he gets the call up. And, and he he hasn't really found the score sheet yet. So it might be a case of... You know, the same type of thing with uh, Mason Lowry is like, you know, maybe he goes back down, you know, puts some more time in. And then the next time he gets gets back up, the game kind of slows down for him a little bit. And he's able to to make some plays and and uh, and do some things the next time he gets called up.
0: Look, here's the thing I always have a problem with with these guys. There's certain guys. They did this with Ryan Donato too when he was up. Like... The certain players that have a makeup, Jack Stenick is another example. Like the certain guys that have a certain makeup. They're not they're either top six top, top six makeup as a player. Not mm-hmm. necessarily worthy of playing in top six minutes, right. but they're top six makeup guys. And then there's bottom six makeup guys. And Merkulov is a top six makeup player. Mm-hmm. So when you put him in the fourth line with Jacob Lauko and Oscar Steen you know, kicking the puck around. Like he's not going to produce. Like, right. Of course he's not. Yeah. So then people say, well, Jesus, he's not producing. I mean, this guy isn't as good as we thought he was. Well, you're putting him with guys who aren't going to score goals. Yeah, you're like, putting him
1: in a position no to production. not succeed.
0: Right. To yeah. not succeed. So you can't just plug a guy in and be like, okay, play in the fourth line. No, because he's not that type of player. His his game is about Offensive production. Sure. Do you want him to be a better two hundred foot player? Yes. Has he been? Yes. So, but he's he's the two hundred foot player. He's going to be like he's not going to be Patrice Bergeron. No, like no one's going to be Patrice is, Bergeron two hundred foot. Like this is it. So now it's about offensive production. So mm-hmm. put him in the top six and just let him let him play there and put play Charlie Coyle as a third line center. Give him five games and if he sucks, send him down. Yeah. Like that I don't just I don't I don't get it. Like you're putting you, yeah. you're just you're not giving him a full chance. You it's a phony it's a phony chance. In yeah. My,
1: in my opinion. I I I agree with you. You know, if you're going to if you're going to call him up and you want him to succeed, you got to put him with guys that are going to allow that to happen. You know, right. give them a pasta knock on the wing or a Marshand yeah. on the wing and see what happens with some of those yeah. guys. Can they develop something? You know, was, uh, can you have a little chemistry and, and, you know, maybe light a little spark? I mean, they needed a spark before the mm-hmm. bef- before he got called up. They were mm-hmm. struggling to score goals for a while there. They called him up and they started to score, but it was other guys. It wasn't him. It was totally right. uh, but, right. uh, you know. At at the time, they kind of needed a spark. So
0: if you're going to call the guy up, give him a chance. Let him let he him brought, play with some guys. Off, if, if that's the case, just bring Farinacci up. Right, and he'll play 12 minutes and do your 200 foot thing. Yeah, and play him in the fourth line center and just do that. Mm-hmm. Like why bring up Mukulov? Comes up. You needed offensive, you know, talent. He's an offensive talent person. So you put him, you bring him up, and then you you give him you know fourth line minutes. And then sit him in the third period. Then just bring Farinacci up, who's a, probably a more mature game to him. He's not going to put any, you know, many offensive points up in the NHL. Probably he's not going to be Rakulov offensively, but just bring him up instead, and just put him in the fourth line. And it's not, it's not a bit as big a deal, right? Like, I just, I just don't, I don't like the way it's handled. Like, mm-hmm. are we really giving these kids a chance or not? And they already have a reputation of not. Giving kids chances—that's yeah. the other thing. Like they already do. So now well, it's it because they—it's like they've, well, they've it's, heard that message, and now we're gonna show that we want to, but we really don't want to. It, it yeah, them. I mean, it's because they do shit like this. That's
1: why they have the reputation for it. They—if you're gonna bring a kid up, put him in a position to succeed. You got to give That's him some right. some wingers to play with, or if he's a winger, give him a center to play. Like you have to put yeah. him with talent in order for them to succeed. You can't just, yeah. I mean, people say oh, you, you got to earn it. Well, that's like the chicken and the egg thing. How can he earn yeah. it if he's playing with Steen and Walco? Like, how many goals do that? those guys have between <laughs> the two of them? Show you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, put him with a guy who scores 60 goals, and then if he can't produce offensively, then you say, well, he can't produce. He's, okay. he can't well, If he yeah. can't produce with Parsonak on the ice, then he can't produce. You know what I mean? So 100%. give him a chance before yeah. you you know before yeah. you label him a bust or
0: something yeah 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 I, it, that's that's what i don't love about it i you know but whatever uh all right prospect spotlight how about dan's luck mellis i mean dan's was a fourth round pick going yeah. to umass mm-hmm. amherst and uh luck mellis had a really nice showing in the world junior
1: championships he did in the quarterfinal yeah. game against team usa they they got absolutely buckled but he scored a couple of uh couple of goals, a couple of pretty nice goals too. Uh and he had a hit that probably should have been a probably should have been a major penalty. It wasn't. Uh they only gave him a two minute minor for boarding, but it, it probably should have been more than that. Uh so he's got a little bit of feistiness to him too, which you know is good to see. And he has a he has uh really good speed, which the Bruins could certainly use. So um You know, all those things are positives for the Bruins. Yeah. Yeah, As the
0: captain of Latvia, Yeah, two goals, three assists in five games. Um, Like you said, a good game against U.S. Uh, He has four goals and an assist in 12 games with UMass. Um, You know, he had a pretty good uh, international. He had four goals in international play last season. Mm -hmm. You know, he was with Lulea in the uh, Swedish league. And had a really good season in twenty two twenty three with fifty nine points, and he's really come on. Like he's six one, he's one hundred and eighty pounds, plays center, like he's a good fourth round value, and he plays at a major conference team now, in UMass, and one of the better teams programs in the country, and he'll get a lot of good experience playing against really good talent. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a guy that might that might actually show. As a later round pick for them, I think so. Need,
1: yeah, I you know, mean, I they're they going to need some of these later round picks to hit. Um, so, you know, I think he can grow his game at UMass. Greg Carvel a great coach, and you know, has had a lot of great NHL players there. Kale McCarr is one. So, um, you know, they have some ability there, maybe to to develop him and and turn him into uh, hopefully a really good prospect for the Bruins.
0: Yeah, it it would it would be it would behoove them. It would behoove. Uh week ahead for the Bruins on one four tomorrow versus the Pittsburgh Penguins at home and then on January sixth against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they go on the road on the eighth to Colorado, the next night to Arizona. Um so this is four teams they haven't really seen a lot of. No. And it's gonna be a tough stretch. To, uh, it is a tough, sneaky, tough stretch. It is. They, they've had some success against Pittsburgh at home. They've had a little bit of success at home against Tampa in the past. Colorado is always a tough matchup and mm-hmm. a really talented team. And Arizona has some young talent this year. They have some some young young players that are pretty good and they're better than they have been. Yeah, so and they're. It is a tough one. Yeah, I mean their playoff
1: yeah. bubble. That's the second night of a back to back with travel. So you got to leave sure. Colorado and go out to Arizona. Play the mm-hmm. next day, so you know that's kind of a scheduled loss there. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming off a Colorado team, which you know is is towards the tops of their division, and you know Tampa's no slouch. I believe Kucharag leads the league in points right now. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's a tough little stretch here for the for the Bruins. Yeah. Uh, no so question. it'll be interesting to see how uh, how they do here uh, in the next you know mm-hmm. handful of games.
0: Any New Year's resolutions for you?
1: No, I don't believe in any of that shit because uh, I, cause I, I don't
0: believe in bettering my life. No, because
1: oh, I mean, because I yeah. I'll say, oh, you know, yeah. I'd like to, you know, lose a few pounds. But, you know, yeah. by now, the third right. by the third of of January, that's out the window. Yeah. You know what You're I mean? It's like, burying Oreos yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm eating cheesecake and burying Oreos. And, you know, so yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just hope <laughs> I try to live my life, you know. Yeah, straight narrow all the time. Straight and narrow, yeah. Straight narrow,
0: straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight. I mean,
1: you're straight. Uh, yeah, uh, narrow yeah. is narrow is. is a yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a stretch. Yeah. It is. I actually yeah. had a doctor's appointment today, and he and I did lose a few pounds from last from last year when I went. So really? he said he said I was in I was in tip top health, and my blood pressure mm-hmm. was. Uh, the nurse said I had very good numbers, very good. Really? Yeah, I was like one twelve uh, over sixty six or something. Like, Jesus, that's really good. Yeah. It's
0: like, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jesus. I mean,
1: I, mean, I am the is. epitome of health right here. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's wow. Good for you. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just jealous that you're on the once a year plan. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the dogs like four times a year now. Oh, jeez. Like, they, they like fucking come in, yeah. They coming. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're anyway. like knocking at the door of your house. They're like, come on, <laughs> come on, Matt. Come outside. It's time. Jesus, Yeah. Hey. Yeah. It's time to check your blood pressure again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're good for you. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I, you know, I don't, and I think, I think the resolutions are a little, a little weird too. I mean, obviously you're going to make, you're going to make lifestyle changes and stick to them. It's a gimmick. Yeah, know, and and it and it, and it pisses me off worst at the gym. Like when you have oh, like a yeah. gym membership and you've been there a bit, and all of a sudden everybody comes charging in January first oh. for ten bucks a month. Right, like that pisses me off. Yeah,
1: you know. Then all the machines are full for a week, yeah, yeah, and then like yeah. a week and a half later, then you can use them all again. Yeah, because everybody's that. gone. You, know what you guys just worked through and didn't realize. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the number one sponsor for the New Year's Eve uh, TV
0: broadcast? Planet yeah. Fitness. Yep. Look Boom. at us. Yeah. Boom. Boom. I like, that's absolutely, or orange theory or one of those. Yeah. Can we, can,
1: can Planet Fitness, yeah. you know, throw us a bone? Can we get some yeah, kind of a, a yeah. you know, sponsorship for the Bruins Benders podcast? Yeah, free off free way gym way memberships for right. life or yeah. one of those platinum cards or whatever they have. Yeah. You can go to I mean, any Planet Fitness around the world. Use the code fat and uh, you know you can get six percent off. Yeah, the use the code FatAss <laughs> to, get, to get Use the code yeah. cheesecake to get to, <laughs> right. to get to get all the all the
0: all the okay. all the bonuses. Well, all the bonuses go to inside the com and get more information on that. And also some Bruins benders, merchandise, yeah. shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, stickers, and more coasters, all sorts of stuff on there. Uh, follow us on social media, Bruins benders. We do the game updates on X. It's lots of fun. We get tons of interaction. Now we love it. The engagement, mm-hmm. and we appreciate all you fine folks subscribe on all the platforms. And also on YouTube. We'll see you again next time. Thanks a lot for listening. Go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Mm, Bye-bye.